0: This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherise Zephyr only on 101.9 High FM. Professor Archie Dick at the Department of Information Science at the University of Pretoria wondered why. He is the author of the book "The Hidden History of South Africa's Book and Reading Culture," and he joins me now to tell me more. Professor Dick, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you very much, too.
0: Professor, how did you discover d- the flash hour?
1: Uh, well. I was a student of librarianship many years ago um, and discovered that um, when we were studying the history of libraries, the name de Fleischhauer came up as something of the, fa- as a father of uh, book history. Uh, so so that perked my interest uh, originally. I then um, moved to the University of Pretoria uh, and, uh, uh, excuse me, the University of South Africa in 1993. Um, we had discovered that he had been the head of that department, uh, but also the head of the department of philosophy, uh, as well as the head of Romance languages. So I thought this must have been a really, really prolific uh, author and a uh, well-known scholar. Uh, and uh, my interest, you know, be- increased um, from there, and I started finding some of his books uh, and discovered that at the University of South Africa. Uh, the, in the archives, there was a huge collection of his um, writings, his letters, and what uh, we just call his Nachlas, you know, all the archival materials related to his life. Um, and uh, that's when I pursued, um, you know, my, my interest in him in, in greater detail. Um, but as it unfolded, uh, I began to discover a number of things which uh, uh, revealed some dark secrets about him. Um, and eventually, uh, after writing an article about him and speaking to professors uh, in history department, um, I went even further um, and found out that he had this wonderful collection of books that he had that w- was brought over by a, um, a student of his um, and was housed at the what was then called the HF for Wood Library at the Ransa Afrikaans University, which, of course, as we all know, is the University of Johannesburg today. Uh, and when I had the opportunity to visit the library uh, and to have a look at the books, especially the philosophy books, because he was this prominent um, philosopher as well as a um, uh, uh, professor in librarianship, uh, I discovered some unusual uh, things. As you've mentioned uh, at the beginning, I found books... Um, where on the title page, you would have the, the names of author, of the authors, of course, of the books, um, but be- below that you would usually have the names written into the book uh, by uh, the person who owned it, who had bought it. And I found it strange some of them were, you know, uh, 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 um, crossed out, others uh, were actually cut out, uh, and so on. Um, So I found this very strange. When I asked the librarians, they said that they had received this like that and also found it really unusual. Um, But that, of course, led me to do even further research. Uh, And I was uh, fortunate enough eventually uh, to get access um, to what is uh, the archives at what is called the Palace of Justice um, in Brussels in Belgium. and discovered that uh, there was actually a, um, a number of folders there uh, about the Fleisher, but it revealed uh, um, that he, you know, had this very sinister past of um, complicity with the German occupying forces during the, the Second World War, and um, that he had become a, he was appointed um, as the um, minister. What was called Secretary General, but would be similar to our Minister of Higher Education. One of the first things he did was to sign a circular removing all the Jewish professors uh, from the universities. Uh, and as I probed further and further, you know, I, I, I was, of course, interested in the books and the book collection um, that he had. I found that he was appointed uh, to what was called a, a cultural plunder unit um it's its abbreviation is e r r um, and uh it is um, a unit that uh, was primarily focused on on art and, and other kind of cultural uh, um, uh, uh uh products so this included books and um, he was appointed especially to look at um, um, philosophy books uh and this unit, um, as I discovered, you know, was involved in the removal of uh, books uh, and art um, art pieces, art objects from the homes of Jews uh, who had been, um, you know, whose houses had first been sealed uh, and then emptied of the contents, uh, taken to a warehouse, and from there um, shipped uh, in barges uh, to Germany. Um, and and that, is, that is how I discovered that the books that he had brought over with him after fleeing from um, Belgium uh, after the war, when he was sentenced to death by firing squad for complicity with the occupying forces, he to, fled to Switzerland, uh, and from there he had written letters uh, to um, friends he knew in South Africa, uh, and uh, to make a long story short. Um, His book collection was brought over by this um, student of his, uh, and uh, uh, the book collection, uh, when he retired at the University of uh, South Africa, um, was given to the University, what is called the University of Johannesburg today. All his his letters and his uh, other archival materials he left at Unisa, so he separated this, Uh, and this is what led me to um, the book collection. Um I then, of course uh you know uh, probed this even further um and d- d- discovered um, that many of these books were actually books that had been um, either taken or stolen when he was part of this commission, uh the plunder unit uh, in Belgium and um to my surprise, you know as my research was published and um, the book you mentioned. Um, became more widely read around the country. Uh, I was contacted by someone who said to me she had actually been a house sitter for Professor Dershowitz, and that he had, uh, uh, you know, as a reward, given her some of his books. And she had also noticed um, this strange, um, you know, cutting out and excision and, and and removal of owners' names in the books, and she found it very odd. Um, and she actually let me have uh, one or two, and I have it right here with me at my desk. Um, so it's it's been a very very um, uh, long journey uh, to establish, um, uh, in fact, that that these books were part, you know, of a of a, of a very very dark um, chapter in the history of the, the uh, Jewish um, people in Belgium. Um, and uh, I must also just mention finally that um, uh, it's it's really a sad thing for me. Uh, uh, you know, I was trained as a librarian and I spoke to librarians at the University of Johannesburg um, and um, about, about the books. And of course they know about my work because I made a presentation there um, about the book. Um, but up to today, those books are still in what is called a special collection, but these books are special for all the wrong reasons and I really think, you know, something needs to be done, something needs to be said about the books. Uh, It should be accessible, I think, to students, but at least um, they should know something about the background of these books.
0: There's no chance that these books could ever be returned. That's not an option at all. Do you think these books should be contextualized separately or differently, or how would you like to see the university go forward?
1: I think the uh, the university should, you know, be very um, frank. About the, um, the the origins of these books, you know, where they come from and how they come to have uh, been uh, landed up at the, uh, the the special collections of the university library there, um, and uh, uh, just in some way, you know, point out that uh, because in my view the interest of of scholarship and the interest of scientific progress and so forth, those books can be valuable to to, to scholars. Um, but if it's, you know, if, it, if it's really just um, uh, in the collection without any indication of of how it got got there, um, I think that is really, you know, something that I feel uneasy about. And as a scholar, uh, I, I think it's it's important um, for students to know this, um, and for the university, you know, to make it, as it were, some kind of statement about the books. I don't think the book should be removed, um, but it, it, it's, there should be some indication of this connection with the history of the past, of the university itself, of the Fleschauer, uh and so on. It should be contextualized. It needs, doesn't need to be a big fuss about it, even briefly, but something should be done um,
0: the, about the collection uh, Professor Dick In our last remaining minutes um, The fact that de Fleschauer kept, Changed his name But then went back To his original name And rose the ranks Means that people Probably knew Who he was But covered it up Is, is that the case?
1: Yes That, that is the case um, You know As I mentioned He contacted people uh, That he knew In South Africa While he was in Switzerland For example One of the things In, in the letters I found He was concerned that uh, um, the South African authorities uh, may find out about his, his death sentence. Um, and the letter came back to him from someone in South Africa, a Belgian, of course, and said, no, you know, these national nationalist-inclined uh, academics won't worry about that, because this, this was a time of you know, higher apartheid in the country. Um, and he, he found a welcome uh, at the University of Pretoria, first uh, in the library, and quickly moved to uh, the University of South Africa, and they became this, you know, uh, um, established professor, um, and was honored, I think eventually also with a, an honorary doctorate after he had retired. So, uh, there, was cover up. There were attempts to expose him while, uh, he was here. And, um, you know, there were, they, there are lots of, uh, um, um, sources in the archives, uh, um, about, um, you know, uh, uh, allegations against him and how he used, um, uh, lawyers to defend himself and, and so on. So this, this was going on all the time, you know, and, um, so, but because he had this, this great uh, reputation, uh, I think that protected him, um, for, for a
0: number of years. Professor, absolutely fascinating research. I wish we had time for more discussion, but in the meantime, if anybody would like to get a copy of your book and learn more about the pleasure, what should they do?
1: Well, they can contact the University, uh, of Cojulu, uh, um, the book was originally published at the University of Toronto Press in Canada, and then the, University, the UKZN Press um, uh, the, uh, also published it, uh, I think, a, a soft cover version, which makes it more accessible and cheaper. Um, so it, it's easy to find it. And some, you know, bookshops are willing to, to buy copies for readers who want, who want to. I've seen copies at um, exclusive
0: books and other bookstores as well. It's absolutely fascinating research and I was, you know, intrigued to learn about it and I'm sure many of my listeners will be too. Um, So thank you very much for joining me. You're
1: welcome. Thank you very much for the
0: opportunity. That was Professor Archie Dick, the author of the book The Hidden History of South Africa's Book and Reading Cultures.